Hey, Tyla. Hi, Sally. How are you? I'm a little sick, but that's okay. I'm still excited to be here. Um, how are you? I'm really good. Yeah. I'm really good. Great. Oh, what's the best thing that happened to you this week? Oh, boy. I, I actually thought about this ahead of time this week. Great. So I, did I, have, <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of answers. So number one is that we launched our podcast last week. That's so exciting. And it was so wonderful. Um, and then number two is that I got to see a couple of really amazing live performances this week. I saw Mike Birbiglia's show. Thank God for jokes. Oh my God. So funny. And, um, then I saw the most amazing play the other night called Indian summer. And if you live in New York, I really highly recommend that you go see it because it was just magical. Mm, I, I had a really this. good week. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. I had a good week too. I think maybe that's why I didn't prepare anything because I, I don't even really know what, what to say. Well, um, you have to pick something. So I have to pick something. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, I have, okay. I have two. One is the one that I was thinking of since from the moment it happened, which is that my friend Jeff, shout out to Jeff. Um, randomly texted me cause he was in California and then it turned out that he's nowhere near me. But it was so lovely to talk to him again and to like hear how well he's doing and how he has his life together and how he's awesome. Um, it was such a lovely little connection. Yay, also, Jeff. side note, didn't think I would mention this, but since we're here, <laughs> since I'm talking to you, he wants me to tell him what, what his nickname was. And I haven't decided yet if I'm going to. Because he feels like he should know now that he is grown up and capable. That's a side note. <laughs> I think that you should probably keep that private. <laughs> okay, great. That's decided. Um, and then the other thing is Justin and I, we he's been stretching outside of his comfort zone lately. Um, and his friend was in town and she had like all these going out type of things planned. And so, uh, one night, Saturday night, I think we went out and like to a first to a bar and then to a club. Justin does not dance, nor does he drink, <laughs> but we danced a little and Yay! I drank and I feel like we had a really great time. And I know that he was probably very uncomfortable, Aww, Justin. <laughs> but he was, you know, he, he seemed to have a good time too. Eventually he seemed to like get into it and, and was like enjoying the fact that he said yes to going out, even though he normally wouldn't. He's the best. He's saying He's yes more and more. It's so yeah. fun. I know. I love it. I love it so much. I told him that I was very proud of him. Oh, so that's that. That's, that was my week. Those were some highlights. <laughs> I feel like this section of our podcast is getting longer and longer. <laughs> well, cause it's fun to share <laughs> and it's like, you know, then now you guys are our friends. So now you guys get to get to hear about what's happening in our lives. Um, great. So that's what's happening this week. And now to go back to a year ago today, we've got a guest. Ooh, who are we talking to? Oh boy. We're talking to my dear friend and soul sister, Jordana. Um, and I'm not going to say, I'm going to let her introduce what happened to her a year ago today, but she is absolutely awesome. And I'm so excited to have her on. Um, every time that I have a conversation with her, I feel like just a heart opening for both of us. So I'm excited to share that with the world. Everyone deserves to have Jordana in their lives. 
Hooray! Hi, Jordana. Hey, Jordana. Hi, ladies. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Yeah. And I'm already in kind of sort of tears over sharing this experience. Like I had no idea it was going to be so cathartically emotional. So we haven't even started yet. (laughs) Hold up everyone. Wait for this. Oh boy. This is amazing. I love it. That's going to be like our new tagline. Like come on our podcast. We'll make you cry. (laughs) It's great. It's totally true. (laughs) Okay. So Jordana, take us back to your goodie day and let us know what was going on. Wow, I am going to cry. A year ago today, I was sitting in a train station, leaving a town in Italy I had been living in off and on for the majority of a year with a man that I loved very much. We were sitting together in the train station waiting for me alone (laughs) to board a train on my way to... Rome? No, Milan. I was headed to Milan to board a plane to go to Thailand all alone. And the trip to Thailand signified, symbolized our complete parting of ways. So it was Mm -hmm. like we'd been living together, traveling together in complete deep partnership together for exactly a year door to door. And so yeah, a year ago today, I was waiting to board a train with his hand in mine, looking into each other's eyes with deep, deep love, but knowing that we had to part ways for the next chapter of our lives individually and not together. Mm. Wow. Oh boy. Ah, so if you had to describe how you felt in one word, then what would it be? Ooh, one word. <sighs> Overflowing. Hmm. I was overflowing with all of the feelings possible. (laughs) It's like if you can imagine leaving someone that you love so deeply that you never stopped loving. If you can imagine, it's like he was my comfort system, my support system. We were each other's teachers. We built businesses together. We grew together. Our families were intertwined. Our friendships were intertwined. And it was only in a year, you know, it's like a lot happened for each other in a year. Mm. And there was so much grief over leaving all that behind and so much fear of stepping out of the comfort zone that he had become for me. And yet so much excitement and an opportunity and possibility and like ecstasy in knowing that I was going to spread my wings even larger than I really ever had before. And, and that like anticipation of knowing that the spreading of my wings was going to be bigger than what I even knew possible, mm-hmm. but also not being able to do it with him. So it was literally like every gamut of emotion possible under the sun inside of my little body. Hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. So... Ugh, I don't even know where to start. Okay. So, <laughs> so, well, my first question is why? Like, I mean, the cliff, the cliff notes version, yeah. if you want, but it's, if, it's what everyone asked, <laughs> right? Because I mean, you like, if you still love each other so much, you know, it's not always apparent from the outside, then why would you choose to leave? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I do want to make that even clearer that from the outside, it looked like the perfect partnership. I remember Christmas. So, you know, this was May. So however many months before is December, we spent Christmas with my family in up in Oregon and my older brother, who is very protective, quartering me in the kitchen, saying to me in his sweet, fun, loving way, you can't do any better. Hmm. And he wasn't ultimately serious, (laughs) but it was his way of saying this man's a keeper. We love him too. Please don't let him go. He's good for you. He's good for us. Let's keep him around. Okay. Hmm. And what's so interesting is that I even knew in that moment that he wasn't going to be around forever. I knew the moment I met this man that the love was deep and that I had to stay I stay in Italy because I was not even supposed to be in Italy. (laughs) It's a whole other story how I even ended up there. And, and I just kept following my intuition and ended up meeting this man. And when I did, I knew that was why the strange intuitive knowings were coming to me. Mm. And yet at the same time as I knew that we were going to fall in love, I also knew that it wasn't going to be forever. And it turned out that he also knew. We didn't discuss it during our relationship because we were just so committed to each other. But both of us knew that eventually it was going to have to end. And so the why is... So it's like we shared so much together. We shared such a deep awareness of who the other person is and was. And in that, we were really able to grow together on a very deep emotional level, really. Like he held space for me to become all of me emotionally. And I held space for him to become all of him in terms of what's possible, like in in more of a sense of expansiveness. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Italians. They are awesome, (laughs) but there's not necessarily, there, there is some suppression and repression that happens culturally speaking. And that just wasn't who he really was at the core. So I held space for him to step past those fears and those like human created limitations. Right. Mm -hmm. And yet the whole time we knew that we weren't the ultimate match for each other because in that knowing that anything is possible that we like fostered and facilitated for each other, we also therefore knew (laughs) that so much more would be possible. And the ultimate reason is that what it looked like for one of us to spread our wings on the ultimate level, on like the next chapter version of ourselves, what it looked like for one of us to spread our wings was also what it looked like for the other person's wings to be clipped. Mm. And so we were able to spread our wings and fly together. And then we hit that point that we could intuitively feel, but didn't really understand why until we were there where we had both grown so much that for me, that version of, okay, now I'm ready to fly even higher left him feeling limited and his version of I'm ready to fly even higher left me feeling limited. And we loved each other so much still do that. We did not want the other person to be limited in any which way. Mm -hmm. And so the only choice for both of us was to let each other go. So how did you come to that? What was the conversation that you guys had that led to you both being like, okay, no, this is, this is over. That's it for us. It's a great question. 
So part of it from the, like, I'll tell you pragmatically exactly what happened that we came to it, but there's like this overarching theme that helped it to happen. I kept going into every next chapter with us with arms open wide. So I didn't always know why I had to do certain things with him or, so I had been, uh, we had gone back to San Diego together, which had been my home base. And then he had gone back to Italy for a few weeks and we were alone for a few weeks. And I didn't know why, like, I knew that we were going to break up sooner or later. I was starting to actually feel it come on, but I also knew that I still had to go to Italy and I didn't know why, like I wanted Mm -hmm. to be with him again. Even whether we were going to stay together or we were going to be apart, I just knew getting on a plane to Italy to go back to be with him and his family was just the exact next step, no matter what that meant. So I got to Italy again and we were really, really happy at first. It was a few weeks, couple few weeks of just really rooting in. I had not actually, I'd had some challenges with living in Italy the eight months we were living there together before. And this second chapter of living there, the challenges were all disappeared and the deep work he had helped me to do started to sort of shine light on how easy everything was. Mm. And so we were really just in love and carefree and peaceful. And then what happened in that was both of us found a new, even more rooted and grounded sense of self in the peace and the love that we were sharing together. So it was like, there were, there were no more problems in life. Life was great, but then standing in the the awesomeness of our daily simple lives, we were both able to be firmer in who we were as individuals. Mm -hmm. And then what started to happen was we started to speak up even more about the little things that we both wanted in partnership together. And I mean, little things like one of the little things that had a big impact on our breakup is that I like having the blinds and the drapes open (laughs) and he (laughs) likes having them closed. And I kid you not, that for us was huge because to me it meant freedom and expansion. And to him having the blinds open meant he wasn't safe or he didn't feel safe. Mm -hmm. It meant that his privacy could be attacked So it meant all sorts of things that were really important for him and really important for me, but in the opposite way. Mm -hmm. And the more we were happy together, like just happy and nothing else, the more each of us could stand in, oh, wait, but this is really who I am. And actually this matters to me. Mm -hmm. Might seem little. I was willing to forego this for you for the last year or compromise for the last year. But now this is who I am and I'm not going to settle for anything less. And we both stood in that. And then as we did, we tried to find new compromises and new, like we, we made a lot of requests of each other and tried to find new ways to allow both of us to be happy in those differences. Mm-hmm. And in that we found, oh wait, we're just different and that's okay. And it doesn't mean we love each other any less, but it does mean that you need to spread your wings. So do I. It's not about the blinds being closed or open. It's about what symbolizes then <laughs> mm-hmm. freedom for each of us. Mm-hmm. And so we took a couple of weeks to have lots of conversations around it. And, and so it happened quickly, but it happened quickly because we had a way of communicating with each other where 
We could really see the other person, meet them where they were at. We were not attached to the outcome. We knew that we were going to be safe and loved regardless. Like the love was so present with both of us. There was no fear of losing his love. Hmm. And what we came to realize was the love was going to be more abundant for both of us apart. And so we just, ultimately what happened was I actually took some time. I, I kept feeling Thailand again, and I had wanted to go to Thailand before I met him. And the idea and concept and even energy of Thailand just kept like swooping back in. It was like, I could smell the lemongrass again. And mm. I didn't know why, but there it was. And so I started doing some research on Thailand. And the more I did, the clearer it was, I had to buy a ticket, but I was not going to do that without talking to him. Right. And I also knew that doing that meant we were officially breaking up. I wasn't just going to go on my own for a couple of months and then come back. It was, mm -hmm. it was over. So mm -hmm. I sat him down and took a lot of courage, but in doing it, you could see the relief on his face too. Mm. Yeah. And it was really scary for both of us and really hard, but there was also so much relief in not having to hold the weight of how to make it work for us together any longer. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting because I think that it's so different than most breakups. Like what you're talking about is yeah. a very kind of evolved way to end a relationship. And instead of like that space where you're like fighting and can't stand each other and not meeting each other's needs, it's a place where you've met each other's needs so fully that now you've both come to ask for even more from each other. And you're both unwilling to settle when you decide that that isn't possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. And you know, I have seen so many people say, well, that's not possible for me. And what I hear is, I especially hear this from women about their men, but this can obviously go either way. It could even go in like same gender relationships. But I, I've heard so many people say, well, I would love to communicate that way. And I, if I were to complete with my partner or even just make changes with my partner, I would want it to go that way. But he or she's not open to that mm -hmm. or they're not able to communicate that way. And what I want to make clear is this man who I still love to this day spoke a different language than me. Like we, when we first met, he was self-taught in English and I didn't speak any Italian. Now, yes, this changed throughout the year. <laughs> I started to learn Italian and his English got better and better and better every day. However, there was still a, a slight language barrier and I'm all about going deep. I'm all about the feelings and what we recognized was that whether he could describe, he, he didn't have the emotional awareness to describe his feelings, but we, in being together and just simply loving each other, all we needed was love with and for each other. We could feel the other person's feelings, whether they were directly communicated or not. And without the language. So it's like, yes, sometimes we use plenty of language, right? We, we use that to communicate with each other. We use words, but there were so many times when he didn't have the ultimate words that he wanted in English, or I didn't have them in Italian. And we found a way 
to get across to each other what was really in our hearts. And it was like, it was simply because we were able and willing to love each other and to receive what the other person had to offer. Whether we could fully communicate it from a very logical language perspective or not. So I just wanted to put that out there as like, you might think your partner can't go there with you. Like you might, oh, well, I'm conscious enough, but my partner isn't. Or I'm willing to do that work, but I don't think my partner's ready or willing to do the work that it would take. Generally speaking, people would be shocked to find out just how much their partner is willing to do with and for them. And just how simple it can be to communicate in this way when we're just coming from a space of being open-hearted. Like that's literally all it takes. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so, okay. So you have the conversation, you decide to break up, you decide to go to Thailand. So how much time passed between you deciding to break up? I know you said it before, but I already forgot between you deciding to go up to break up and you leaving for Thailand. You know what? I believe it was, it was somewhere between 10 days and two weeks. Hmm. that we had split and then were, I think it was about 10 days that we were, we'd split and we're living together still. Mm -hmm. And that was awesome too. Yeah. Tell me more about that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so grateful that it happened that way. You know, it's like I, I tried to plan it so that I could just leave right after because I thought it would be really challenging to live together after we split. And, um, so I didn't, you know, as I mentioned, I didn't buy my ticket until I had the conversation with him And in the conversation, it became clear that actually I needed to take a little bit of time and I needed to buy the ticket when it worked for me and when it worked for him, but that having a little bit of time in between would be really like reassuring and supportive for each other. Mm -hmm. So in that 10 days or so in between, we were able to create a new space of friendship And yes, it was challenging. And, you know, from a sexual standpoint too, it was like, it was hard to Mm -hmm. not want to make love to this man who I still loved. Yeah. (laughs) But we were, we, we set pretty clear boundaries with each other and it was like affection wasn't off limits. We still held hands. We still hugged each other a lot. We still cuddled, but we kept the like sexual piece off the table for the most part, there was one slip up. <laughs> Sorry, Javi Day. I think that's a little TMI if you're listening, huh? <laughs> and the slip up was perfect too. It was what we needed as well, right? But we we set really clear boundaries so that, yes, it was kind of painful, but it gave us room to work through the pain of separation together before the next level of pain of the real actual physical separation. That's so amazing too, because I mean, so many breakups again, I think going back to like thinking about how breakups typically happen, it's like you break up and then like it's over and they're gone and you're in pain and you've lost not only your, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your lover, but also your best friend. And so to have, Yeah. The kind of relationship where you can say, we're going to help each other through this separation. That's so beautiful. I don't know that I could do that, (laughs) but it was, yeah. I still even looking back go, Whoa, (laughs) how did we do that? But it, it wasn't hard. We just did. It was like, we were just so committed to each other. 
And that was the thing is that even though we knew the whole time that we would end up breaking up, we also knew that we had no choice but to fully commit and not know when. And even if we if, like, what if we're wrong? What if we're never breaking up? We both sat with that and we both allowed that to be true. What if we are the one for each other? What would it look like to just fully commit? And so we had done that already so that then when the breakup that we could foresee happened, we were so all in and commitment to each other that there was just no question of being the support system for each other. What did that look like for you when you say we were all in and we were fully committed? So gosh, it's a great question. I, it was how we intertwined our lives, how we communicated, making, we made decisions very fully together. So there was a lot of talk about the future and what both of us desired in the future And there was never a question of would that other person be there or not, even though we knew in our hearts that, oh, this house that we're talking about purchasing may never get purchased, or maybe it's only going to get purchased by one of us, (laughs) but, or maybe there's going to be a different partner in that house. But that feeling of allowing ourselves all in to every little step of every little aspects of where our lives were. Well, that changes everything so drastically. Like think if we all approached every relationship that way, all in, instead of holding back pieces of ourselves until we know we're safe or until we know that this is the person we're going to end up with. And that's, you know, what's, what's, it's reminding me too, is we did that with each other's families, as I mentioned. And what that also created was an even deeper support system when we broke up. So I didn't know we were doing this. And in fact, when it first started happening, I was a little skittish because I, when I very first met his mother, I had, so we had, we had gone on one date and then we'd gone on a second date, which was going to be a weekend together. It's a very long story as to how we very quickly jumped into a weekend together. And part of the long story is I thought I only had a week left in Italy. And so we were going to spend the weekend together. And on the first night of that weekend, he asked me to stay. And I was so clear that I had to. And in fact, I was to stay in Italy, Mm. to stay in Italy. He said, please don't go. Will you stay? I really, I I don't know why. I think it's way too soon to say I love you. And yet here I am feeling like (laughs) this is it. Like, like this is what we have to do together. Mm. And so we had experienced that we had, so it had been like maybe like a week or 10 days that we had together And I had not yet moved in to live with him. The next step was moving in. And I actually had to go away to a conference in the country of Georgia. So I went away to a conference. I came back. He picked me up at the airport and he said, and I thought we were just going straight to move into the new house or to his house. And he said, oh, I have to swing by my parents' house to pick something up. Why don't you come in? My mom's excited to meet you. And I was like, already? We've all lived together two weeks. Like what? kind of knowing it was the Italian way, but really frightened Mm. and also fearful of like the, the, the assumptions I had of how Italians worked, like, well, but they know we're moving in together. Are they going to think I'm some slut? Like, what are they going to think? And it was not how it went down. I went up into his parents' house with him and his mom was so open so automatically loving. She saw the love between us already. She did not question it. And she immediately welcomed me in as her daughter. Mm. And then literally, so this is kind of hilarious too. I met his dad a few days later 
and I was crying. Something came up where I was deep in some tears and I had not yet cried in front of his family. So I kept the door to the room I was in closed, but I was supposed to come out for dinner. Mm -hmm. Italians just, they just open the doors. Like they don't necessarily (laughs) knock first. (laughs) So his dad opens the door and there I am bawling. And then his whole family, like his mom, he and his mom come and they're all watching me cry, not knowing what's wrong. (laughs) That was how I met his father. (laughs) And it was totally perfect. Like once that happened and I realized I can't hide who I am in front of them. I'm deeply emotional. Okay. They're going to have to accept it. I'm going to love myself in this. They can love me in it too. It opened up all these doors to just such we really developed the sense of love where I felt like I had, I felt like their child in certain ways and they treated me like their daughter and they treated us like the couple that we were. So they never discounted our love or discounted what we were creating together, even though it hadn't been that long. So then when we landed into the breakup, they were able to be with me in the process too. Mm. There was no separation. It wasn't like, Oh, they're his parents. They're there to support him. They actually had a a deeper conversation about it with me before they did him. Mm. They came to me and said, we want to know what happened. Tell us what's going on. And they asked me a lot of questions. Well, do you think it's forever? Will you guys get back together? What are some of the differences? And they just, because they knew me so well at that point and they were such, we were such a support system for each other. They didn't question my answers and they knew me to the core So that then when I gave them the answers of, well, the spreading of the wings, and this is what it looks like for me, they got it and they wanted what was best for me equally to their son. Mm. So they were there in the breakup just as much as he was. Wow. Are you still close to them? We don't talk frequently, but when we do, there's a lot of love Mm. and same. We did talk frequently when he and I first split, we actually talked on the phone pretty much every day. (laughs) for a couple of months, just as friends, but as support system for each other in the transition. And I would talk to his parents every few days or so. Mm -hmm. Uh, And his cousins actually are still like my cousins, but I don't talk to, he's the only one I still talk to frequently. And now he and I talk every couple few, maybe even once a month, not that often anymore, Mm -hmm. but the love is just so there. In fact, one of my brothers is getting married and he asked if he, I don't think he's going to invite him after all, because their guest list is pretty limited, but he was considering inviting Davide alone. Like just mm. let's have him there too. We love him as well. Wow. That's yeah. so amazing. Cause I feel like one of the, one of the hardest things about a breakup is, or can be losing the family of the person that you were dating. Yeah. 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 That is, that's my yeah. favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's a really hard part. And it was, yeah, it was so, it's been so beautiful to see that it's been the exact opposite of that. Well, so I'm a little curious. Now we have a pretty clear picture of what it is you were leaving behind in a sense. Um, but when you were getting ready to take that trip a year ago today, what were you going toward? Was there anything waiting for you in Thailand or was it all wide open? Yeah, I didn't know what, but there definitely was something (laughs) that could be a whole other year ago today, (laughs) like another month or two from now. But I, so like what I knew was waiting there was a new sense of adventure. So 
one of the things that I held really true in my heart that wasn't what it looked like for Davide to spread his wings was a really big sense of adventure. So I wanted to explore the world and just really all that my body could do in the world. Like I wanted to be jumping off of cliffs and just like doing very adventurous things in my business, in my life, in my body with this planet. And I knew there was like a new self-sourcing too of finding that on my own, not relying on other people to get the adventure. So I knew that was coming in Thailand. Interestingly enough, I had more than interesting. This is pretty epic. I had actually also had a sense that there was another man waiting. And I had had a friend who was very intuitive tell me, oh, I smell lemongrass and your man is like this and was describing a guy in Thailand. But my knowing that I had to go was not about that. I very intentionally set that aside thinking, well, maybe there's a man there, but am I ready for another man? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not good. So I, it's like, I knew there could be more than that sense of adventure, but I went in it with open arms. And three weeks after I arrived in Thailand, I met a man that I had had visions of for two and a half years prior. Crazy. So there was a whole other love waiting which is a whole other story. (laughs) And we did not jump right into it just to be clear with that. Like, yes, I needed time to heal. That guy also happened to not be ready in the moment that we met. So it took us a few months to shift from the deep connection that we experienced the moment we met three weeks into my Thailand journey and actually being together as like falling in love and and partnership. Mm. So that was a whole other, <laughs> a whole other chapter. Jeez. So what was it like for you being in Thailand while you're essentially grieving this, the loss of this relationship? Cause I mean, I know that you, you knew that it was coming, but you also have mentioned, um, that it was still painful and, you know, like any relationship that ends. So what was it like for you just being there alone in your feelings Um, and in your grief. So it, it was nothing like what I expected. And I, I don't, I guess I didn't really know what to expect, but like, I'm looking back. So I, I lived mostly in Chiang Mai. Well, I actually ended up spending two months in Thailand, leaving for a while and then spending another two months. But the first two months I spent mostly in Chiang Mai, but the first few days I got myself a gorgeous hotel room in Bangkok. Cause I just wanted some luxury and some space to really let go and, and be in a nice, nice place before I moved on and got an apartment for the rest of the time. And those first few days in Bangkok, it was like everything, there was something about letting myself just be in the grief and giving myself that time and that space to feel it all the way that actually opened me up to more. So like, I remember sitting by the pool in this hotel in Thailand and it's like all the colors looked brighter and the warm weather infused my skin even more. And the smells of the food walking past the street vendors were even more vibrant. Like every part of my experience of landing there felt even, it was like lit up even more because of the grief I was feeling. Mm. So it was like letting myself feel that all the way lit up the cells in my body to feel everything all the way. And the op, like that feeling of opportunity that was coming and the feeling of 
like, oh, excitement for what's next, as well as just letting myself be in the present moment of, oh my God, I'm in so much pain right now, lit up everything around me. So it was actually, yeah, it was more vibrant than I would have expected. It's gorgeous. Ooh, I love it. Um, and then kind of fast forwarding from there, what was your journey like in the, in the weeks or months after that, as you continued to heal and, and grow and explore? So there was, I did, I found new versions of myself, like having gotten to revel in his support and like having really accepted the journey we had together, but also accepting that the next journey was just me on my own. There was this whole other opening so that I really did experience Thailand in a fuller way than I think I would have before I met him. Hmm. So it was, and it was peaceful. It's like, you know, and for those who were curious how I was traveling, I was still working. I, I have, I run my business online, so I'm able to travel. Like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't just like given some money. Like I'm not just independently wealthy. Right. <coughs> Excuse my cough. <laughs> so there was still like a day-to-day life nature of it, mm-hmm. but the way the day-to-day life nature of it was and unfolded, I felt like I had landed in myself even more. And then one of the cool things too is I, I, I was in an area of Thailand that is known for a lot of digital nomads, like people that travel a lot with their businesses. So there were people from all over the world and there was this whole huge community that I landed in. And instead of closing myself off over the pain of the loss that I had just experienced, I felt even more open to all the different kinds of people that were around me. So I made all sorts of new friendships. I experienced, I met a couple of guys actually that there was deep connection with, but I knew this, not the guy that I ended up falling in love with. There were a couple of other men, especially one in particular who I allowed myself to build these sweet, loving friendships with that. Yes, we were attracted to each other, but we knew we couldn't be together So it just let me go all in Mm -hmm. really in all of life. So I just, I was able to experience aspects of life and aspects of connection and aspects of, of just all that we get to experience as humans without the walls up that I generally would have had. Well, and again, I think that that is so contrary to the natural tendency of most people. I think that especially when we're feeling grief, we tend to close off. Can you talk a little bit about how you were able to lean into that grief in order to open up even more, because that is, um, that's a really beautiful and interesting concept. Yeah, that's a great question. It's, it's so like, it is really common for us to start to feel really deep feelings. And then it's like our bodies close us off to it before. We yeah. We don't, it's not even conscious. It's just time. like, and I'm shutting down now. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, you know, part of it is I had done a lot of work on allowing myself to really feel my feelings and embrace them before I got to this point. So for each person, it's like if somebody else were to try to recreate the exact circumstance for themselves, if they're like ready to go through a breakup and that's where they're headed, it's going to be different for each person and, and like the ability you have. However, a lot of it does come down to 
having known it was possible and having just trusted and known that my feelings were a gift and my feelings were actually like a part of me that was meant to be experienced and knowing that experiencing my feelings as who I really am. It's like you are your feelings and you're not at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the emotions, like the grief, the sadness, the frustration, even anger. You're not, you're not that ultimately. And the fact that you get to experience that will help you become more of who you are. So I, yes, I had done a lot of work on it prior, but it it stemmed from knowing that and trusting that and trusting that the flow of physical sensation as it wanted to move through my body as the feelings was a good thing. And I mean, it's like, I can give you guys more tools and techniques. I don't know if we want to go there. I know this is more just a conversation and we're not like teaching or facilitating things for people right now, but so I, how, how do you ladies want, do you want more information on that? Um, what feels good there? I mean, I think that I can kind of sum it up based on what you're saying and also based mm. on what I know, I guess, yeah. um, that the less afraid you are to just feel your feelings, then the more open you allow yourself to be. At least that's certainly my experience. So if I'm not scared of my fear and I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm afraid right now. Cool. Why am I afraid? <laughs> what am I afraid of? And I just let myself go into it. Um, safe, then it's safe there. I think, I think in general, people just assume that it's not safe, that they're not safe to feel their feelings. And I think that more often than not, that's what stops people from doing it. And yet when you go into it, then, then everything opens up. I mean, that opening that you're talking about, maybe it won't be the same for everyone, but I think that that is the access point is to just allow yourself to feel and allow yourself to go into it and own all of it and be aware and acknowledge and even celebrate everything that's coming up for you. And then from there, from that space, that's really where the magic is. I mean, that's really where everything starts to shift and you feel that relief without forcing it. Um, Yeah, I feel like that's sufficient. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And another thing that's coming up there is like, it's not so like what allows us to go into the fullness of the experience of our feelings is parallel to how much we're willing to go into the fullness of other experiences, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like, there's anything that you're holding back on fully experiencing or you're closed off to, like, can you open your arms a little bit wider? Can you lean into that other thing? And it might be, oh, I want to start a business, but I haven't been able to yet. Or it might even be something as simple as I've really been wanting to have this conversation with this person, but I'm scared of what might happen. Can you just lean into the openness of the conversation? So it's little things in our daily life that the more we take those steps of being open to those little things, the more we can be open to whatever experience presents itself. And if that means a feeling coming up, we're able to be more present in that and open ourselves up to that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love magic. (laughs) I just feel like all of that is magic and it makes me so happy. Well, I think the magical thing about it is that it makes everything okay. Yeah. You know, even, even when things aren't okay or don't feel good, it's just this, 
the openness makes it okay to be wherever you are and to know that it's okay, mm-hmm. which is such a different place than, than holding tight and being like, Oh, I don't like what I'm feeling. I'm going to choose not to feel it. And it's going to ignore it instead. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It is. It's like, the okayness of all of it, right? Like I wouldn't have been in this experience if I just hadn't realized I'm going to be okay no matter what. I'm going to be okay to surrender into this relationship with a man that I just yeah. met. <laughs> and I have no idea what's going to happen. And I'm going to be okay to live here with him knowing that if anything were ever to go wrong, it's me in a suitcase and I can leave. And that's not like, that's not a lot of people's situations. Like if you're going to move in with a person, there's often like more logistics entailed, but it's like, no matter what, if, even if that's the case, I'm going to be okay no matter what happens here. So I'm going to allow myself to say yes to the thing I most want to say yes to. And not only say yes, but say yes fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like if we don't say yes fully, we're not actually saying yes. Yeah. Then you're just saying maybe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you're like, uh, sure. I think. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that that is how, how so many people go through life. You know, we're talking about earlier being fully committed to a relationship before it feels safe, you know? And when you think about it that way, in terms of fully saying, yes, I don't think that that is the way many people live. And I think it's because we don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And the safety is really only up to us. Like I say, oh, well, this man was so safe for me and he was so comforting. And that's all very, very true. But it was also because I knew I was safe first and foremost so that then I could see him as safe. And then, mm-hmm. yes, he created more and more and more safe space for me. But that couldn't and wouldn't have happened if I hadn't known first. I was totally safe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I keep thinking about the image of the chimps, um, waiting to take, waiting for you to take the train and how beautiful it was to be able to be together in that moment of goodbye and how you wouldn't have been able to have that without that feeling that you were safe, even though you were parting ways. Yeah. There was such an opening in that experience. We actually even, um, Hmm. So little dropping of, of a little like, Hmm, what's to come. There will be a book that's coming out of this experience and it's going to go much deeper than just this. I mean, there was a lot that unfolded in our experience together, a lot, a lot, a lot of other things, but we had the idea of the book together actually. And the book catalyzed by us sitting there looking at each other, lovely, lovingly going, Whoa, are we really doing this? And I can't remember how it transitioned from whoa into let's write a book, but it just, it came through and we were both like, okay. <laughs> and we ended up deciding that the book was actually mine to write. And he was just going to lovingly support in the process. But we did it that, like, even that was like the sense of opportunity and the sense of possibility coming from knowing that what we were giving up in that exact moment was also gaining something in that exact moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that everything shifts when we really fully surrender to the fact that 
every closing is really an opening. Um, and it sounds like much of your experience was just you surrendering to that in every part of the decision. I think that's another way for people to look at it. Um, if, if they kind of have trouble accessing like, well, I don't really get this and I don't really get that. And that just seems so easy. And that just seems whatever, but it could also just be as simple as the super cliched, like when one door closes, another one opens. Um, yeah, like the closing is the opening and that's just as paradoxical as it sounds. That's just usually what, what it is. And it happens every single moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is that simple. Really, really is. And there was a lot of surrendering that took place to get there mm -hmm. a lot. And I feel like we have opportunity for that every day. It doesn't need to be some big catalyst either. Like the cool thing about, you know, well, what if there's so many awesome things you ladies, ladies are doing and creating with the show, but it's like those epic things that, Oh, a year ago, a year ago today, this epic thing was happening and this epic door was closing and opening or this epic shift or transition was being had or whatever people are sharing in their experience of from a year ago. There's also the knowing that every day you have something that mm -hmm. could also be that catalyst, something that you can close the door and open a new one, or you can say, you can fully say yes to something. It's like everything we've been discussing today doesn't have to be only in those big or seemingly big moments, but it's like by surrendering to and saying yes to the little moments as well, we also then create the big ones that take us even further. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. <laughs> um, so I am curious. So that was, a year ago today, um, if you had to describe how you were feeling now in one word, what would it be? Inspired. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. I, I, I really think that like we can inspire each other, but if we're not inspiring ourselves more than other people inspire us, something needs to change. Mm. And I feel inspired that I get to look at this and go, Whoa, I did that. And I've grown so much and all that's happened in the last year and all that got me to that point. And it gives me the inspiration of like any little challenge that I might be having today or any bigger little thing that's unfolding in my life. Cause it's like life goes on, right? Yeah. And then new stuff arises that might seem like a problem, but it's like, well, wait, it wasn't then. So how is it ever today? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not ever really a problem. It's just an opportunity. So getting to see the opportunity I chose in that moment brings me back to the opportunity waiting in every aspect of my life today. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Amazing. And our other question is, if you, from where you are now, could speak to yourself a year ago today in that moment, what would you say? Keep loving. Keep. You're perfect. Like you, you were then and you are now. <laughs> and know that. <laughs> know that. Remember that. Like you, 
Jordana, and this, I feel like this goes for everyone that's listening. Like we're always seeking that next level version of ourselves. And that's awesome. And without that, we wouldn't be inspired to go deeper and further and experience more of this human experience and contribute to the planet and like keep going in that direction. But like, can you just also sit for a moment and remember how perfect you are right now? Cause you're everything in that moment too. So good. So thank you, Jordana, for being here. Thanks so much for being so open and for sharing your experience. Thank you, Sally and Tyla. If people want to find you on the internet, um, where can they do that? On the internet. So social media wise, I am, well, where am I most active actually? (laughs) (laughs) If you find me, I'm actually most active currently on my personal Facebook page. Hopefully that's going to be changing, but you can find me on Facebook under forward slash Jordana Aaron. You can follow me there or you can uh, like our page, uh, Facebook forward slash modern day sorcerer. And sorcerer, by the way, is spelled S-O-R-C-E-R-E-R. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Jordana Air or on Instagram at Air Jordana. And then if you want to check out my website, it is moderndaysorcerer.com. And there's lots of you. We even want to grab goodies of like, what do you do? Like clearly, <laughs> clearly you're doing something with all of this. So what do you actually do? And like, where can I experience that? Go to moderndaysorcerer.com or really any of our social media and You'll find also lots of free goodies to play around with in that realm to even apply my experiences and those adventures and journeys to your own adventures and journeys. Hmm. Beautiful. Yay. Yay. Tyla, where can the people find you? I am at tylafowler.com and on Instagram, Tyla M. Fowler and Twitter, Tyla M. Fowler, though I don't really use Twitter that much. But you will. <laughs> I maybe. I maybe I will. <laughs> I keep saying that. It's all good. Uh, I am at Sally Simply on all the social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. I'm on Snapchat, even though I don't snap or chat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Periscope, I guess. Uh, all of those things. And you could also find me at SallyMercedes.com or at UnmutedExpression.com. And thank you to Zena Hell for our intro and outro music. She's the bomb.com. You can find her at Z Y N A H E L on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining us for another week. Um, if you like what you hear, you can subscribe, you can share it with your bestie or, or maybe even your enemy. <laughs> Why not? You can share, you can share it with, with anyone, anybody, <laughs> all, the, everyone that you know, you can just share it with them. And if you have a story of something that was happening a year ago today, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can email us at a year ago podcast at gmail.com. Right? Is that our Gmail? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. A year ago podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, sharing your stories. Um, I think that's it. Way to go, everyone. Have an awesome <laughs> week. Thanks, ladies. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.